Yeah, I mean, it's a play that we've been working on for four weeks. And, um, yeah, we kind of, right when we got inside the five, I kind of knew the whole play call that was going to be called. And it was, uh, that was a play call, and Hot was decided, and I was decided. So he did a good job of really, you know, selling, you know, the guys to come up and then give me a good pitch enough where I can catch it and dive in. So, uh, you know, give all the credit to Hop in, in the past. So it was good. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 44. Once again, I'm John June. I got my guy, Greg Penniman. Week 13 recap. Greg, what's good, bro? What's going on? You know, looking at this uh, Seattle game, crazy plays going on. Uh, but it's finally over. Regular season's coming to an end. Uh, it's time for that playoff time. You know, we we got you covered here. You know, it's, it's over now. <clears throat> so, you know, it's, I'm upset because, you know, I couldn't do what I had to do. Couldn't get into the playoffs, but it's okay, man. You know, I got to come back stronger next year, come back with a vengeance, but it's all good. You know, I'm going to be here. <laughs> yeah, Greg's alluding to the, the League of Extraordinary People. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't he didn't make that playoff run, but um, or he couldn't make it to the playoffs to get that run. But I'm coming in, in as a two-seed, so I can, hopefully I can get vengeance for him. Um, but hey, man, let's get to the let's get to this recap because you know some people gonna gonna need our help. So today, obviously, we gotta cover the studs and the jags as we always do every every Tuesday episode. Um, but then also, we're gonna give you guys some tips, uh, a couple tips for the playoffs because uh, obviously you guys are are getting ready for that. But um, and then obviously in between that, we got the waivers. But uh, let's jump into the to the performances, man. And, and as we always do, start with those quarterbacks. And the first stud of the week, man, that's going to be Deshaun Watson, man. Uh, you know, I said I didn't want to play him. You said you didn't want to play him. A lot of people were saying they didn't want to play him. Well, I guess we should have played him, man, because Deshaun Watson coming in as a QB1, 18 of 25, uh, 234 passing yards, three three passing touchdowns, also added one reception for one for six yards and a receiving touchdown so uh Greg what do we make of this one man yeah Deshaun he this is a great performance by him uh basically putting up the best performance next to Lamar against his Patriots defense it was good to see uh it's, it's great now this is a uh, second quarterback to do this uh now the Patriots got Pat Mahomes next week uh can you know he, uh, he keep it going on uh, this tough uh, little stretch that the Patriots is gone yeah, man. Hopefully, Pat Mahomes gets gets that, because um, you know, as as you and I both want, we want these Patriots to go to go down. So, or whatever means necessary. But uh, QB two on a week. Some somebody we we you and I both knew was this was gonna happen. Yeah. That's why we had to share this this start of the week because this was too juicy, too good to pass up. But Aaron Rodgers, man, coming in as the QB two, our co star of the week. 21 to 33, 243 passing yards and four passing touchdowns. Also added 24 rushing yards. That was good for 28.12 uh, FanDuel points and a half point PPR. Greg, what do we make of this one, man? Yeah, it was a good performance by him. Got two of those to Devontae Adams, so we could talk about it a little later as well, which was nice. Um, yeah, got mm-hmm. the deep ball going, Got especially in the snow, too. It was fun to see uh, Aaron Rodgers bouncing back against a very vulnerable secondary, very vulnerable to the deep pass. So if you find a quarterback that likes to throw deep, you know, this is the secondary to attack. Yeah, it's funny because, um, you know, we recorded the, we recorded that episode on Saturday, and 
um, you know, I'm taking a look at the weather and stuff, and you know, um, you know, obviously it was it was it was snowing in in the New York New Jersey area, and um, it was supposed to snow at MetLife, and I'm thinking, like, oh man, should we have not made Aaron Rodgers start of the week? You know, it's gonna snow, but then I was like, wait a minute, dude plays in Lambeau. It's always <laughs> snowing in Atlanta. Facts. Green Bay, Wisconsin, it's always snowing. It's going to be like a home game for Aaron Rodgers. And sure enough, it was, man. Four touchdowns in the snow. I'll take it, brother. I'll definitely take that. So uh, he's got another matchup this week against the Washington Redskins. So as we were saying, you guys starting for that. But uh, after that, just, you know, just dump them on the waiver wire. Leave some bait for your, uh, for your opponents, man. And hopefully they bite. Mm-hmm. All right, man, moving on to the QB3 on the week. That would be Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, 27-39, 365 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, also added a two-point conversion, uh, and then also got you two rushing yards and one interception. That was good for 27.8 fantasy points. Greg, what do we make of this one, man? Oh, man, I mean, this is Fitz magic right here. This is what you, you know, expect at least one or two times a year. Uh, and, you know, maybe earlier, a couple weeks ago, we were saying, oh, look at this matchup, and it was it was really good. But then Philly's defense was starting to show up. But then we realized, you know, Philly's defense just came back to normal. Uh, they got lit up again. Um, yeah, Fitzpatrick was dealing the ball, got it to Devontae Parker, who you know is going to be solid all year for you. Uh, it, was, it was, you know, Fitz magic for you. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, I I said it a couple weeks ago. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick could could be useful in these spots headed headed down the stretch in the fantasy playoffs, um, and he he did that here. And I mean, Devontae Parker, who obviously we're gonna talk about later, but uh, this guy bullied these these Philly defenders, and Ryan Fitzpatrick knew it, and uh, he took advantage of it. So, uh, luckily, this game, you know. Uh, for luckily for Miami, they won 37-31 in this one, which turned into a bit of a shootout, which led to Carson Wentz being the QB four on the week, man. Um, you know, twenty five point four, and then Tom Brady garbage timed his way to the QB, the QB five. Jared Goff, our coach streamer of the week, coming in as the QB six. Mitchell Trubisky coming in as the QB seven. Kyle Allen the QB eight. Dak Prescott coming in as the QB nine. Josh Allen is the QB ten. Um, and then Lamar Jackson, man, coming in as a QB eleven. That's a little bit too low for you, Lamar. But we'll <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it, brother. We'll take it. So, Greg, any of these uh, any performances stuck out to you on a positive note? Oh uh, yeah, Jared Goff. You know, I was good to see uh, streaming the week. You know, doing what he has to do for his team. Um, in a in a great matchup, uh, you're gonna get this here. Um, maybe you know, I was only using for pretty good matchups going forward. You know that he can definitely lose you your matchup. It's just playoff time now, so. I wouldn't go crazy with him. Um, yeah, well, I think that was really about it. Yeah, I, I, I read out the top 11 performances just because I wanted to know that Lamar Jackson didn't make the top 10, and it, and it felt right not saying his name. So, Lamar Jackson, you get the honorable mention shout-out from us today. Um, but positive note, Kyle, Josh Allen, I almost said Kyle Allen, Josh Allen uh, coming in as the QB 10. Uh, that was really good uh, mm-hmm. rolling into the playoffs. Um, so good he so, got a second you know, primetime game, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, they had to go <laughs> put him in primetime. Um, but, you know, Josh Allen, he's he's rolling right now. So I think in this matchup against uh, against Baltimore, you know, obviously we're going to have to look into that matchup a little bit deeper. But uh, fancy owners are going to have a tough decision to make. Um, 
and then, you know, Jared, like you said, Jared Goff coming through, um, you know, as we kind of knew he would in this matchup. Um, but, you know, positively, no no other performances stuck out positively. It was it was kind of one of those weird weeks in week 13, uh, and I know owners really didn't need it. <laughs> not this not this week of all weeks. Yeah, definitely not. Um, all right, man, let's jump to these running backs, man. So these, these studs at the running back position. Um, and the number one stud at the running back position, that would be James White, man, coming in as the RB1 on the week. Uh, 14-79, not very James White of him, but uh, that was that was nice to see that rushing stat line. But then added the eight catches for 98 yards and two receiving touchdowns. That was good for 33.7.5 point PPR. So, Greg, what do we make of uh, James White? Uh, yeah, this was a good performance by James White. Uh, he did what he had to do. He had to make up for last week, you know, get scoring zero points uh, in that matchup. So I had to balance out. Um, I think he remembered where he was. He remembered he was in, you know, Houston, the Dome, where he had his miraculous game, one of probably his best game of his career. Should have got Super Bowl MVP. So it's no surprise why he rolled out here and showed out. Yeah, this is true. Um, also, you know, we, we ended up not getting a uh, – a undefeated title because we benched James White. So, um, <clears throat> undefeated. I mean, I say undefeated title. I mean, undefeated record because we benched James White. But, you know, this one hurts a little bit for that yeah. reason. But James White definitely coming through. Um, and, you know, this is what we kind of talked about with James White. This is why I traded for him in the League of Extraordinary People um, was because the schedule down the stretch where, these, where the Pats are going to have to play these competitive games. They play Kansas City next week. Um, James White's going to be part of the. He's going to be on the field in these games, and so I want a piece of that. When, especially when, uh, uh, when Tom Brady doesn't have receivers, he feels like he can trust. So yeah, he's definitely uh, James White's his go-to guy for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Outside of Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. it's, it's James White, and then nobody else. Um, RB two on the week that would be Darius Geis, man. Uh, ten for ten carries, one hundred twenty-nine yards. Two touchdowns, also added two receptions for eight yards. That was good for 26.7 and a half point PPR. Greg, what do we make of this one, man? Yeah, both him and AP ran very well in this matchup um, against yeah. you know, Carolina, who's a very awful rush defense. Um, this man, you know, is giving you league winner, you know, numbers this week. Uh, and then maybe, you know, he I think he can continue to roll. He's got Green Bay next week, which is uh, just as good of a matchup. Um, so I think, you know, he could be a guy that you can roll in there at the RB2 spot, a uh, strong flex option for you, especially if you added him late um, and could, could get you to the next round. Yeah, I mean, they got Green Bay, favorable matchup. So, um, you know, it, it doesn't seem to matter what, how how much the Redskins are favored to lose or, you know, projected to lose by. Uh, Darius Geist just always seems to uh, to have production. So, um, you know, we'll see. Hopefully that continues to, to carry moving forward. I'm a little upset because I, I dropped him in my money league. So uh, it's a little upsetting for, for Daryl Williams of all people. So there goes that. Um, and the RB3 on the week, I know this one's got to hurt you, Greg. But uh, Raheem Mostert, man, 22 uh, or 19 carries, 146 yards, one rushing touchdown. Also added two receptions for eight yards. And that was good for 22.4 uh, half-point PPR points. Greg, what do you make of this one? Yeah, this man is the reason I'm not in the fantasy playoffs. It's all good, though. But, you know, uh, Raheem Morissette, this is my rule of thumb now. If he's in and Tevin Coleman's in, you got to choose this guy. If Matt Brietta and then Tevin Coleman are in, you got to go with Tevin Coleman. 
it's the rule of thumb, I think, for the 49ers running backs, I would know. Uh, so, yeah, he, 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 did a, he had a good performance. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan likes to use him a lot, um, especially in the passing game. He's really good out the backfield, getting those dump offs that you would think Tevin Coleman would get. But it's definitely Raheem Morris' time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could just hear the, the bitterness in your voice. Um, guys, if you don't understand, uh, Greg in the League of Extraordinary People, he basically has uh, 75% of the running back uh, backfield in San Francisco. Uh, obviously, Matt Breida being out. Uh, Jeff Wilson's not the one that he not the, that's not being the other one that he he doesn't have. So that leads it to Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert. He starts Tevin Coleman, um, regrettably so, and Raheem Mostert on his bench with the uh, points he needed to potentially close the spread on his his loss right now. So that's that's the where the bitterness comes from. But uh, yeah, I mean uh, Raheem Mostert. I, I guess obviously he's somebody we might talk about in the waiver yeah, section, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. He's a guy. Uh, you know, he's running very well of late. Uh, I think he's, um, you know, taking kind of taking over this backfield when you know, I guess when Matt Breida is not in. All right, man. So rounding out that top ten, we've got Derrick Henry coming as the RB four, Miles Sanders, my start of the week coming as the RB five, Peyton Barber coming as the RB six, Todd Gurley, Greg start of the week coming as the RB seven. Devin Singletary is the RB8. Duke Johnson is the RB9. And then Zeke Elliott coming in as the RB10. Uh, Greg, what performances stuck out to you positively? Uh, I think, you know, uh, Todd Gurley, both and Miles Sanders, you know, those were good guys that helped you. Uh, they did well. Um, Payne Barber, you know, just uh, shows, the, you know, how crazy this running back situation for Tampa Bay has been all year. Um, yeah. uh, one week is Payne Barber and literally the other week is Ronald Jones. Uh, just the, how unpredictable the situation was. So, but it's good to see him, you know, two, two touchdowns. That's a good performance. Yeah, um, I mean, Devin Singletary for sure. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of unfamiliar faces in this in this top ten. I mean, most mainly in the top three, but um, Derrick Henry for sure coming in as RB four. That's consistent. Um, you know, Benny Snell. I I think had a, he had a solid day. Again, uh, getting the 20-touch mark, or not the 20-touch mark, sorry, he had 17 touches, but um, getting double-digit touches again, you know, very close to that 20-touch number, so that's definitely encouraging to see. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that's really it that, that stuck out positively. It's such a weird week, man. It really was. Um, but let's get to that receiver position, man. And the wide receiver won on the week. We obviously, we spoke about him before. But that would be Mr. Devontae Parker, man, coming in seven catches, 159 yards, and two receiving touchdowns, one of which was just absolutely spectacular. Uh, this was good for 31.4 FanDuel points. Craig, what do we make of this performance by Devontae Parker, man? Yeah, man, we, we told people to go get this man. He, he, you know, he's been balling all year. Uh, he's the only Dolphin I trust consistently. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm no, no surprise here. This man's showing his, his first-round talent. Um, that he got drafted, you know, four or five years ago, but he's he's here. He's finally arrived. Uh, he's he's doing what he has to do for your team, and his schedule just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, um, sorry, we got breaking news on the pod, man. Uh, Dalvin Cook just walked off the the uh, he just walked off the the field with an injury. Yeah, also with Stephon Diggs too, got hurt as well. Yeah, so the, those both those players seem to be headed to the locker room right now. Um, so that's, I mean, hopefully, if you're the, the you know, the um, 
Dalvin Cook owner, you have Alexander Madison. Um, you know, I'm going to break some news to Greg right now on a pod. I picked up Alexander Madison in, in the uh, Siemens B League. Oh, my gosh. Yo, yo so, it's um, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Daryl Williams' roster spot was expendable, so I went ahead and did that. So, um, all right. So, Devontae Parker, um, yeah, obviously coming through with a dominant performance, man. He he was bullying these Philadelphia receive or Philadelphia corners, man. So, uh, anything else you want to say about Devontae Parker's performance? Mm, or? Nah, man. This is he's balling out, man. I hope he continues his success because he will. He could be a guy that you know next year could be in the top of your rounds. Yeah, he he would definitely. I mean, um, I mean, he's definitely somebody we'll be talking about. You know, next year when we come prepping for draft time and stuff, but. In terms of the near future, he's got a matchup this week with the with the Jets in Week One of the yeah. fantasy playoffs. So that's something you definitely look forward to. And I, I think after that's matchups with the uh, the Giants and I believe Cincinnati as well. So um, definitely matchups that you're looking forward to if you're Devontae Parker owner. Um, someone who, man, definitely. I guess we 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 said if if he's healthy, start him. Um, if if I I know I said that if if. He was healthy coming into this game. I would love him in it. And that was Mr. Alshon Jeffrey, man, coming in nine catches, 137 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. Uh, that was good for 24.2 half PPR points. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey turning the clock back on us, uh, going back with going back in over 130 yards receiving in this one. What do you think of this, his performance, Greg? Uh, yeah, Alshon Jeffrey, wide receiver too, you know, went against him in this matchup. Yeah, he uh, had a good performance um, in shootout. Uh, against you know this Dolphin secondary that's not that good we know that uh, it's good to see him back you know have Carson Wentz get some better throws he looked better with his targets in this matchup uh, so that was good to see yeah man um, obviously if Carson Wentz doesn't have his weapons man Alshon Jeffries is his, his number one guy so yeah. uh, we had to know that especially without with the banged up Zach Ertz Alshon was going to be the lead dog in this one and he was uh, the wide receiver three on the week that would be Kenny G man Kenny Galladay coming in four catches 158 receiving yards one receiving touchdown that was good for 23.8 uh, FanDuel points and a half point PPR so what do we make of this one Greg? Yeah this is a good probably a little surprise because of uh, the performance by David Blau uh, you know getting to him on the first play uh, getting that 60 70 yard touchdown so that was you know it was interesting to see um, yeah, but he, he's, you know, a guy that's going to be there. Uh, probably one of the only lines you could probably trust week in and week out uh, on this team. Well, I mean, Marvin Jones performed too as well, catching a touchdown. So um, maybe uh, it's maybe that's like, that becomes tough to trust, but week in and week out. But uh, we've seen both these guys be kind of have usable moments with the, with the, uh, with, with backup quarterbacks, but you know Kenny G, he he definitely is a guy that you can't bench um, going forward, man. I, I mean, you talked me out of it because I was kind of you know going back and forth about if he was a guy I wanted to put in my lineups, but um, you know I, after that first that first uh, Lions offensive drive, I was happy you convinced me to. Oh, worse. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely came through. Um, so I, I mean, I think we have no choice but to trust him because obviously we see the upside week in and week out. Yeah, and he's um, got a really good schedule have... too. He's got Minnesota yeah. and Tampa Bay, so it's gonna be nice. It's real nice. Yeah, and the world's finally caught on that Xavier Rhodes is washed because we've been saying it. <laughs> it's because Josh Gordon caught a slant route on him. That's why. 
they were like, oh, man, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. There it is. <laughs> oh, they're both washed, which... <laughs> All right, man. The wide receiver four on the week. Uh, that would be my start of the week. Robert Woods. Corlin Sutton comes in as a wide receiver five. That man has gone super saiyan, bro. Super saiyan, bro. Elite. <laughs> Devontae Adams, your start of the week coming in as the wide receiver six. Cole Beasley coming in as a wide receiver seven. James Washington coming in as a wide receiver eight. Mm-hmm. Julian Edelman is a wide receiver nine. And Allen Robinson is a wide receiver ten. Uh, Greg, what performances stuck out to you here? Oh, yeah, definitely James Washington. You know, I had to sneak that in. Uh, That that deep, sneaky flex play, you know, mentioned on the Saturday pod. So it's good to see. Um, You know, Adam Lazard got got into the end zone. uh, Got, you know, take advantage of the secondary. Got in those deep touchdowns, too. So that was uh, good to see. Um, Other than that, you know, uh, it was a good week from a lot of guys that, you know, you you expect to, to do well. So that was nice. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a good week from some guys you expected to do well. Um, you know, James Washington coming through. This this one's interesting because uh, I wasn't willing to play him in this matchup with Duck Hodges, but now this gives me confidence because next week they've got a matchup against Arizona, um, and that's something that I would want to eat up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as if I'm if I you know if if I can get James Washington on waivers or if I need a receiver this week, um, and then. Uh, you know, positive performances that stuck out to me. You know, Cole Beasley, he's somebody I think that we could, you know, we could probably, we could oh, trust man. going forward. Hell, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, right? Um, and then Tyler Boyd coming back uh, with, with Andy Dalton um, coming back in, at the stud at the quarterback position. Um, he had double, I think it was double digit targets, if I'm not mistaken, or <clears throat> at least nine targets in this game. Um, so that was good to see. And then, uh, you know, Russell Gage. Uh, also coming through five catches, fifty-two yards, and a touchdown. So, if if he can, um, if he can continue, uh, I mean, you know, his obviously he took over that role for Muhammad Sanu as a slot receiver. But if you know Julio Jones misses any more time, then, um, then obviously you know that's a different story. But then also I want to talk about DJ Mormon. He's just been super consistent, um, and now the touchdowns are coming. So that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the target numbers there, the touchdowns come, then you know that's wide receiver one territory. Because um, yeah, he he's been you know, Kyle Allen's number one target in the passing game, for sure. Um, Curtis Samuel's been getting those touchdowns. He got in again, especially in the red zone. It's crazy. He's still he, yeah. Every I mean, time he gets in the red zone, calling, you're calling him Curtis uh, Air Yard Samuel. I think we should call him Curtis t- Red Zone Touchdown Samuel. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's like you know he becomes like a a second running back in, in that area. Um, you know, is able to do a lot of things uh, and run routes, like quick slant routes and stuff. So it's good for him. Yeah, man, it's it's actually pretty wild that he, you know, <laughs> he gets all these air yards, but all these red zone touchdowns. It makes almost no sense. No sense. Um, because he has not gotten that big boom touchdown yet. Yeah. Crazy. So hopefully that's still coming. Um, all right, let's jump to those tight ends, man. So. Uh, he was your stream of the week, right? Tyler Higby yeah. coming in as the tight end one um, as your stream of the week. He got to face Arizona, so I guess we should have seen this coming, but you definitely did. Seven catches, 107 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. Greg, what do we what do we got to say about this one, man? Oh, man, I mean, respect to Tyler Higby, but, you know, they played the Cardinals. That's really what it came down to. Uh, the, the Cardinals are just so bad against the tight end. 
every I think about uh, nine of now ten of the thirteen teams that's played them has scored the tight end has scored a touchdown. Uh, the Cardinals are just not good. And uh, who you say they play next week? Uh, the tight end. Oh, they they play Vance McDonald. Oh yeah. Um, yep. Start him up, man. There you go. Vance McDonald just set it up right now. <laughs> He's already in the yeah. Good spot. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um. Mike Kosecki coming in as the tight end, two on the week, five catches, 79 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Greg, what do we make of this one? Yeah, talented a tight end. You know, it's a guy, he's been doing pretty well as a rookie tight end. Um, so this was good to see. Um, second year. Second. Oh, second year? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. All right. Well, yeah, taking over, doing what he has to do, making that second year leap, as I should say. So uh, it's good to see him do this. Yeah, no, uh, Mike Gusecki definitely, I mean, he's he was raw coming out of Penn State, but definitely somebody with an athletic profile, 4-5 speed at 6-4, uh, six, 6-5. Six, six, um, this is kind of why I was kind of touting him, uh, you know, a few for the past few weeks. You know, the target numbers have been there, but now to see it come to fruition, get in the end zone back-to-back weeks, that's nice. And he's got to match up with the Jets this week, who um, maybe without Jamal Adams on Sunday, so... Uh, if if and he got these guys six on six for six for ninety five yards the last time they played so he's somebody that if you know if you maybe you need a tight end you could go to him again this week um, but you know it's definitely somebody something to watch going forward but the tight end three on the week that and that would be my start of the week Jack Doyle coming in six catches seventy three yards and one receiving touchdown what do we make of this one Greg? Oh yeah, this man is gonna be money going down the stretch. He's now this you know the only tight end in this offense. And a offense that loves going to the tight end, Brissett, he does. Uh, without um, Eric Ebron, this man is going to be, you know, a locked-in tight end one going forward. If you got him, you know, I would be confident in him the rest of the year. Uh, you said the only receiver in this offense, right? Oh, yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Zach Waxell <laughs> finally showed up, of course, the week I benched him too. So, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Zach Pascal did show up, but, you know, Chester Rogers, he's out for the rest of the year with a fractured chest. Um, or a fracture in his chest. Um, and then, obviously, Eric Ebron, we also know. Uh, mm-hmm. T.Y. Hilton, there's talks of him being put on IR. Mm-hmm. So, Jack Doyle maybe literally may be the only option. And he's got a matchup this week against Tampa Bay. Oh, man. Uh, who give up the second most fantasy points to the tight end position. So, uh, Jack Doyle could, you know, he could be very well, be have back-to-back uh, useful fantasy weeks and, and some. So Absolutely. Um, definitely something to watch going forward. Uh, tight end four in the week was Jason Witten. Darren Waller, your tight end start of the week coming in as a tight end five. Mark Andrews coming in as a tight end six. Jaden Graham, the tight end seven. Travis Kelsey is a tight end eight. Caden Smith, uh-huh. your tight end stream of the week. Your other, yo, you had two Ooh. tight end streams of the week. Wow, you was money, Ooh. bro. Uh, Caden Smith coming in as a tight end nine. And then Jared Cook coming in as a tight end ten. Uh, Greg, what positive uh, performances at the tight end position stuck out to you? Uh, definitely Darren Waller getting seven for a hundred. That was that's a really good number for a tight end without that touchdown. Yeah. Um, that was nice to see. Um, so yeah, that was good, especially in the day where Derek Carr couldn't do absolutely anything. So, um, I like that there. And you know, Caden Smith, y'all, deep sleeper. I got you. We got you covered, man. Here at Fantasy Football Diagnostic, y'all, come here. Oh yeah, man. Especially the tight ends, man. Because Greg's been money on the tight ends. Especially if you go back to like the last few weeks, man. Greg's been money on these tight ends. So in a in a in a game where you can't find a tight end, just just call our money, Greg. Because they don't call him G Money for yeah, no reason. Yeah, yeah. Not to make the playoffs, but I got you for tight end streams. I got you, yo. <laughs> 
Um, OJ Howard, though, coming in through with a semi-positive performance. Uh, what do we make about that one? Uh, you know, I guess he was in a you know favorable matchup. But Tampa Bay's been playing well offensively. Uh, I probably, you know, there's a lot of different options you can do and stream at this point. I think I wouldn't go there unless it's a prime matchup. Yeah, I'm not going to OJ Howard, bro. I yeah. Mean, sh- fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So this is the Cardinals. I don't want to hear, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but you know, you brought up. I mean, obviously, Caden Smith. He was your stream of the week. Um, obviously, the, the the matchup against Green Bay, giving up the third most fancy points to the tight end position coming into this matchup. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle. He's somebody that's had some uh, usage in Washington. Is that some? Is that somebody you'd be willing to go to? Um, you know, in in this matchup against Green Bay, is that a well you're willing to go back to, similar to the Arizona well? Um, pot. I think so. I think you could. I, I may have to look into it a little more, but um, you know, just initial. That's a good matchup. Um, you know, going forward, is maybe maybe could be other little other stream options like better players like Mike Kosecki and stuff like that. Still out there. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, we'll obviously we'll, as we get deeper into the matchups this week, we'll cover all that, but um. Let's get to these Jags, man. These just the guys, the the people that performed almost just as bad as the guys on the waiver wire, man. So, um, you know, start anywhere. Who was that for you this week, Greg? Uh, I got. I know you got a long list. I mean, a quarterback. I mean, I gotta go. Sam Darnold. Sorry, man. Just because you know. Oh yeah, man. We were nah, talking about how already, uh, it was not a shot that it was been like Sam Darnold's had it was in a good spot again, yo, to have a great week. And he finally, you know, lets you down the week right before the playoffs, which is tough. Um, so yeah, that's 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 tough. Especially to if you played him over Deshaun Watson. If you played him or Kyler Murray over Deshaun Watson, yeah, um, Kyler Murray gonna, too. That yeah, one, that one hurt. I thought his day um, was going to be absolutely horrible until he got that rushing touchdown that saved his day. But uh, yeah, that was a rough yeah. day for him too. Um, no, most definitely. I um, mean, and then Jameis Winston, man. Um, you know, he didn't come through for for fantasy owners either. Um, you know, I, I blame this on on all the fancy owners that were complaining about the interceptions, because um, you know, <laughs> Jameis Winston has a direct correlation of touchdown and interceptions, right? Right. So, you know, he doesn't have any touchdown passes. He's not going to throw interceptions. Yep. He's not going to throw any interceptions. Yep, yep, yep. He doesn't throw any <laughs> touchdown passes. So I blame this on you guys. Um, and then Drew Brees uh, didn't come through. Uh, Ryan Tannehill also didn't come through. And then, you know, Jacoby Brissett, um, I don't know how many people went to that well. But, you know, I thought this Tennessee matchup, this tennessee Indy matchup would have been a little bit better. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's weird with Drew, didn't come through. Drew Brees because he's like the one of the only quarterbacks. Like, his team is always going to keep, like, win games. But he can not necessarily does have to do well for them to win. Because um, mm-hmm. that team is just so well-rounded. And Taysom Hill could take over. Um, oh, yeah. When Taysom Hill's out there blocking punts and, like, throwing touchdown passes to himself, like, what do you need Drew Brees for? <laughs> word, word. Um, You know, what about the running back position? Any, any you know, there's I mean, yo, Tevin, there. Tevin Coleman is really the one, I think, honestly. That's really the guy I'm well, looking Well, he's, he's the one that hurt you the most, Greg, but <laughs> 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 there, were a few, there were a few that hurt some other people. Um you know, Aaron Jones, he hurt owners big time in this one. Um, you know, coming through 11 carries, 18 yards. He only had 5.1 points. Um, Lev Bell, 
you know, also disappeared in this game where the entire Jets off. You know, I knew the Jets were going to lose, but I didn't know they were going to do yeah, it. Yeah, like uh, it's know? crazy. Like I, I didn't know they they were just going to not like. I mean, granted, I will say the offensive line was absolute trash on Sunday. Um, but besides the point, anyway, Lev Bell, ten carries, thirty-two yards, four four receptions, thirty-five receiving yards. Um, you know, how does he have ten carries against the league's worst run defense? I don't know. I don't call plays. I wish I did. Uh, Mark <laughs> Ingram, um, you know, I mean, this is this isn't as bad. I feel almost bad, you know, pointing him out here. But you were starting Mark Ingram and hoping that you would get anything, you know, really in this and you know a matchup that you knew that these two teams were going to beat each other up in. So, yeah, that's tough. I mean, he, you know, yeah, got you a, a flex performance. Um, you can't be too disappointed. Um, yeah, it's really. Uh, it was a tough match. Jonathan to start. Williams, though. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. That was tough. And then in a week, you know, his his shelf life is getting is short. So you definitely were playing him. Um, he he didn't come through. So that was that was not not good. Yeah. Um. And then Sony Michelle. I don't know if he really counts on this list because mm. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many people played him with any confidence. Yeah. Nah. I nah, wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't even checking out Sony Michelle. Definitely not. Oh, shout out to Benny Snell though for doing well though. Yeah, I had to go back and say that. Oh yeah, no, yeah, um, most definitely, most definitely Benny Snell. Um, Benny Snell, you know, doing well, coming through with a positive performance. Um, all right, these. What about these? These uh, these Jags at the wide receiver position, man. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Five for fifty-five in a matchup against Oakland. Is Odell and, um, even a Jag anymore? Like, you, you just expect this too now. <laughs> no, we expected this. It's crazy, yo. It's crazy. It's just, I mean, he's the number two receiver in an offense. I mean, you really, yeah. Do you really care about the number two receiver in, in a in a Baker Mayfield led offense that much? No, you know, no, no. Uh, Chris Godwin, <laughs> uh, and you know, uh, Mike yeah. Evans, yeah, both, him yeah. and Mike Evans. Yeah, they had the basically identical stat lines for Mike Evans four fifty three, Chris Godwin four fifty. Yeah, it's tough. Um, That's real tough. DJ Shark, 2 for 47 against Tampa Bay. This is something to watch, though, by the way, though. Um, this is three weeks in a row that this Tampa Bay defense has, like, shut down the opposing offense. Well, yeah, we know their rush defense is good, but I guess their pass defense is stepping up, too. That that definitely is something. Because, you know, uh, Matt Ryan didn't have a good performance against them. Um, Drew Brees didn't have a good performance against them. And... Uh, was it was it Drew Brees? I thought it was maybe it was Drew. Maybe I have to confuse with somebody else, but uh, I know it was Matt Ryan, and definitely, obviously now, um, obviously now, uh, oh uh, Nick uh, Foles. yeah, Nick Foles got him out the game. Yeah, Matt Matt Ryan didn't have such a crazy game. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was Drew Brees the week before that. Yeah, it was Drew Brees the week before that. The week so before yeah, this the, might be the something Matt Ryan game. Yeah. This might be something to watch, and I, you know what, this this did pop on the um on the ma- the the matchup efficiency the efficiency rankings. I just you know I kind of I didn't I didn't want to put too much weight into it just because it was such a you know a perceived smash spot for for DJ Shark and those guys. Um, but going into this matchup, they did rank twelve in pass in terms of pass defense efficiency. So this definitely something probably to probably watch as we had especially you know those fantasy playoffs. Um, because they as they play, because Jacoby Brissett was probably looking like a very streamable candidate going into this matchup, and maybe 
Well, he's got no one to throw to anyway, so that's tough. This is also true, so hopefully nobody goes out there chasing Zach Pascal. So, you know, definitely something to watch going forward. Um, but anybody else at the wide receiver position? Uh, no, yeah, I think the, that, that, was, that was about it. Okay. Oh, I mean, Christian Kirk and Brandon Cooks, neither of whom did anything. Um, yeah. Jameson Crowder also did nothing. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Hollywood, stuff. That, oh, my God. That Jets offense. Uh, yeah, that's something that's kind of, yeah, what you're going to, I guess, get with Hollywood. You know, it's just, it's really tough. If he's going to touch the ball, it's a touchdown. If he doesn't, it's just zero points. <laughs> oh, man. Um, And then the tight ends, we're not even going to name them. Cause, no, they uh, uh George, George, It was like George Kittle, really. Yeah, yeah. No, you, but you know he's going to be there in, in the following weeks. Yeah, hopefully, though, because this is the bad week for George Kittle to not show up. Because last week, if George Kittle did this, it would have been okay because the tight end 10 was like scored four points. Right. But in this week, where the tight end 10 scored 10 points, <laughs> and George Kittle puts it 2.4, you're like, hold up. This isn't what I paid for. So, um, hopefully, I mean, it's George Kittle. He'll be fine. But, you know, hopefully he, he had the bad game now. Gets it out of the way. Um. All right, Greg. So, what what do we got on the wait? What's the what's the situation on waivers, man? What quarterbacks are we looking to pick up and start in this fantasy this fantasy playoffs, man? Uh, yeah. The for quarterbacks is definitely you know you know Ryan Fitzpatrick. We talked about him. Um, you know you, you talk about those matchups he's got coming forward. Uh, he's only owning ten percent of leagues, so he's definitely out there. You you talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. You, you know it's definitely not a guy. You know you want to trust for maybe to really bring you home to a championship but this might be the year he's got the jets this week um and then he's got the giants the following week and then he ends the year with cincinnati um that just goes the same for Devontae parker but he's probably on at this point for sure um but yeah i think you know he's a guy that can definitely be there for you you know no more bye weeks so it's not a lot of options i think but ryan fitzpatrick is a guy you can definitely get and add yeah ryan fitzpatrick was somebody that i talked about for um, a couple weeks now, you know, Devontae Parker obviously has those good matchups. And especially for the Devontae Parker owner, it's playoff time, man. What better way to embarrass and humiliate your opponent by <laughs> defeating them with a Ryan Fitzpatrick, Devontae Facts. Parker stack? Facts, <laughs> like, yo. There's no better way to do it. So let's let's get that done. Um, obviously, like you said, they got a matchup against the Jets. You know, there could potentially be no Jamal Adams. So that's a huge downgrade for that Jets defense. So... Um, Devontae Parker, Ryan Fitzpatrick, light him up, man. Um, what Anybody else at the quarterback position? I know Ryan Tannehill is probably still available in some leagues, but um, yeah, anybody else? Yeah, I, I think I'm most confident probably Fitzpatrick, really. Um, honestly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tannehill has the Raiders, so that's that's nice. Yeah, that's true. Um, a really good matchup there. Um. Yeah, and he's only rostered in thirty nine percent of leagues, so yeah, you could definitely go get him. Yeah, and then um, Sam Darnold does have Miami, uh, so I, I would I would be willing to throw this game out from Sam Darnold because, uh, you know, as in previous weeks where the you know Jets were bad or Sam Darnold was bad, uh, Sam Darnold just looked bad. This was not the case. Um, the Jets, a lot of things didn't go right for them in terms of pass protection and receivers dropping passes. So, 
Um, you know, I would be willing to throw this game out and because he's got a good matchup next week against Miami. He's at home, which is a good situation for him. He's put up 20 points in three of his last four four fantasy outings. So I would still start him this week with confidence against Miami. Yep, absolutely. Um. All right. What? Any anybody else in the quarterback position, or we, uh, we headed to the running? Nah. Back yeah, position? we can we can talk about the running backs. Um, mainly, you know, Benny Snell. I think you know he, he's definitely a guy you got to look at. Uh, and they got Arizona this week. Yeah, he got Arizona this week. You know, a bottom ten team against the the pat the rush. Uh, he got the sixteen carries for sixty three yards and a rushing touchdown, which is great. He also got a passing uh, a reception for four yards. Um, yeah, he he's kind of like led this took took over this backfield. When James Conner is out, we don't know his timetable ever. So you, you got to ha- hold on to Benny <laughs> Snell and, and keep starting him as long as James Conner is out. Um, he has value. I think when James Conner is in, he also still has some flex, some standalone value. But, you know, without him, I think he's a solid RB2. That for you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's a situation that we just have to assess as the weeks go on. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I do have I have a, a, a lot of Benny Snell and I haven't. I'll be honest, I have not started him. Um, just because I've had uh, situations where I've had better options, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I definitely would if I if if I needed to out of necessity. Um, but it hasn't come yet. But this week, you know, heading to the playoffs, I think I'm going to pull the trigger against Arizona. But I think this is literally just a situation that we take on a week by week basis with with Benny Snow. Yeah, definitely. Um, other than that, you know, Raheem Morissett, uh, is, is you know, he's definitely got to be a guy. Uh, he's only owned in forty percent of leagues. Um, he basically st- stole this number one job from Tevin Coleman like within the game. I think Kyle Shanahan just rode the hot guy, um, saw that he was moving the ball. The first guy to get the first down, he was like, I'm going to just keep him in. So uh, this is Baltimore. <laughs> I can't can't waste no time. Uh, he got 19 carries for 146 yards, you said. Um, also got the two the two targets I and mean, two catches as well. So, um, yeah, this is, a, I don't know, 49ers are just as good as the Ravens as far as running the ball. Um, so, you know, if you – gets the top guy in that offense, the rushing offense. Um, it's, it's definitely a chance, definitely a risk, because it could just happen right back to him, and maybe he could get switched out. But I think he, you know, he could take definitely worth the waiver ad. Yeah, I would definitely add Raheem Mostert and kind of just, um, you know, at least for the very least so my opponent doesn't have him. Yeah. And then uh, to make sure that um, – and then to make sure that uh, – you know, just in case if, like, you know, maybe Matt Breida doesn't go or, uh, you know, maybe they announce that, you know, Tevin or, you know, Raheem Oster is a starter, uh, you know, then, then you could definitely be able to make that move. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. To Raheem Oster. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about it, Alexander Madison. Uh, yeah, he's the guy that's going to be there. If Dalvin Cook's injury is actually very serious, uh, he, he just goes from, you know, a guy that we've been saying every week to pick up as a handcuff to now a guy that's an RB1. So that's just what we've been saying, pleading guys to add him. He's only rostered in 29% of Yahoo League. So, yo, if he, yeah, if Dalvin Cook, you should just still add him regardless. But, yeah, he he needs to be on immediately. Um, I think he slides up kind of to the top, if uh, depending on his injury news. Yeah, I mean, it does seem that uh, Dalvin Cook did come back into the game. Okay, okay. Um but yeah, I mean, we never know. I don't. We don't know what the injury was. I. I don't. I don't know what it was. But um, if it does turn out to be serious, or you know, maybe it's something that he can play through today, and you know, maybe 
he it, it's too aggravated or he it becomes aggravated then um you know this is it see oh it seems to be a shoulder injury so um you know we ha- that's some that's definitely like pain you know pain management kind of thing mm-hmm. so um we'll have to see cuz obviously we saw um you know James Conner come back with the shoulder and then you know leave again so it's something to monitor for sure yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's pretty much it for the running backs. I know you probably have uh, your boy Darwin Thompson, maybe a little bit. You know, uh, every every time a Chiefs. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do it here, though. You know, like New England's reeling. Um, they are. You know, they're they're like a wounded a wounded dog. Um, yeah, and, and Foxborough too. Really trying, it's in Foxborough. I'm not really trying to pick on them. Not with Darwin Thompson, you know. Um, you know, I, I mean, if I didn't have better options, I mean, I'm, I'll pick them up. I'd make the speculative ad, but I, I know I don't have the, I don't have the, the guts to start him this week. Nah, I probably, I probably wouldn't start him. Yeah, I think he's one, maybe one of those deep league maybe ads you can get. Um, yeah, and, and see how his role progresses. Yeah, you know, and then you know maybe. He's somebody you start in, you know, week 16 in the fantasy playoffs or something. But, you know, um, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about tips and stuff, but you want to win the week, though. So don't, you know, don't, you know, don't give up a, a, a valuable roster spot for, for Darwin Thompson. Um, All right. Uh, wide receiver position, anything anything we got there? Yeah, yeah, we've been talking about him a lot. Uh, You know, Cole Beasley, he's, he's being disrespected out here. He's still available he's only rostered in 32 percent of yahoo leagues this man has been money all year uh as far as you know a, a solid flex option and then you know had, with some low-end wide receiver two value got seven targets you know got the six receptions for 110 yards uh and a touchdown um you know back-to-back weeks where he's gotten that you know six receptions mark um so that's good for him i think he's becoming you know josh allen's middle guy uh you know mi- you know between the seams slot guy so that's good um, I think he's a guy you need to add. Um, that has some flex value for you because Josh Allen, he trusts him, so uh, he who definitely go to him, especially when he can't find John Brown in the passing game. Yeah, I like Cole Beasley a lot, especially if you're in a, if you're in a half point PPR, or even or especially full point PPR. But even if you're in a half point, I do like him a lot. So definitely a move I'm willing to make as well. Um, yeah, uh, Anthony Miller and Russell Gage, those guys come to mind. Uh, Anthony Miller, I think talk about when, if Taylor Gabriel, you know, he, he's he's still considerably going to be out for um for some time. Uh, just regardless, though, he you know Anthony Miller's been turning up the last couple of weeks. Got 13 targets on Thursday and Thanksgiving. So if he if he continues to see a number like that, um, you know, I think this offense has been trying to look for the number two receiver to help out Allen Robinson. Anthony Miller was you know supposed to be that guy coming into the year, um, but yeah, so maybe he can be sprouting at this time. They have Dallas this week, so um, might be a little tough, but that's a team that's struggling in general, so you, you, they could be exposed. Yeah, I like I like both of those a lot as well. Another name I'm going to bring up here, um, Robbie Anderson, seven catches last week on ten targets. Uh, that was good, and he had 101 receiving yards. Um, you know, he had two. You know, the prior two, the two weeks prior, uh, did get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you need help at receiver, um, I think he's starting to. You know, like I was saying before, his targets are there. Uh, it's, it's just been some bad luck. So hopefully, uh, especially in a matchup against Miami, 
it, it turns around there for him. But I think he's somebody you could go to this week as well. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, especially you know Miami. I you know I, I feel like now this is the time the Jets will will bounce back when you don't expect them to, and now everyone's down on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you said I mean, it. Oh yeah, continue. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying. I uh, I was look. I I looked at the lines. I looked ahead at the lines, and you know the Jets were seven point favorites before the game against Buffalo, mm-hmm. and, and after or the game against Cincinnati, and after the game against Cincinnati, they're they're now six and a half. So so Vegas didn't seem too uh, too swayed by this loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you you. I was gonna say you mentioned James Washington earlier. Yeah, you got Arizona. Oh yes. Um, yeah, only roster in twenty three percent of Yahoo leagues. Um, so yeah, the the good matchup is uh, one of the, probably the main reason why uh, you can probably you know trust this guy because he's got Buffalo after that. So I don't know if you can go to him in that one, but Arizona, I think he's a guy you could look through. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna like James Washington in this this matchup against Arizona. Um, also, Vance McDonald is intriguing to me in this matchup against Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know. Devlin Hodges also, I mean, you know, we're not going to go to that well in the fantasy playoffs, obviously, but um, in the DFS world, I mean, uh, you know, the formula has been working all year and, and, you know, Duck Hodges gets to go against Arizona. So, you know, a Duck Hodges, James Washington, uh, Benny Snell, Vance McDonald stack's not looking, not sounding too bad right now. (laughs) No, it's not. It's definitely not. It's probably real cheap, too. (laughs) Uh, you expect maybe you know Arizona, yeah, the Pies Steelers gets defense, get some turnovers, put them in good field position. So could be a nice day for the yeah, Steelers offense. Know. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, all right, man. Anything else with the waiver position or, or the waiver wire? Or are we just uh, ready yeah, for these? Uh... I, I think that's that's about it. You know, we you know go get those handcuffs again every week. We tell you guys, please go get these handcuffs. Tony Pollard, uh, Wayne Gallman, you know, Wakro Armstead. Uh, I always forget that one, but that's a, that's a very important one as well. Yeah, I mean, so we'll start right there, obviously, with the tips. So, you know, Greg's saying get the handcuffs for, for your fancy playoffs, especially even if you're not the owner of one of these these backs. Go, go get that guy. Uh, one of the tips that I, I learned last year, uh, and I'm trying to share it. I know I shared it with Greg for sure, but um, if you have a bye week, one thing I learned last year, you know, if you earned a bye week, don't set a lineup. I know we like to set our lineups, and we want to see what our team is going to score. Um, you know, compared to all the other teams in the league, and I, you know, I get that. But you know, if you have to make a move, you know, the same way that you know we're we're like we get to make flex, you know, roster flexibility. We like to make roster moves before the game start, during the games. Well, you know, if you if you're on a bye week, you're granted way more opportunity because you don't have to win that week. You know, every move you make isn't, you know, isn't do or die. So you have a lot more flexibility. You know, um, you can, you know, carry, you know, maybe you're the only quarterback and you're the only person in your league who streams quarterbacks, you know, and, you know, maybe you could you could go the week without a quarterback and add extra running backs in case an injury happens or something, you know, or something to that effect. And you could add and drop whoever you want. But if you start a lineup, those players are locked into your lineup and you won't be able to, to add or drop them. So um, that's just – that's one tip that I learned last year. Yeah, I like that one a lot, um, especially in those leagues. Yeah, you can uh, add and move. ESPN, I know you can't do it, but uh, in NFL and Yahoo, you definitely can. So go definitely do that. ESPN, you need to change that, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, that's a fact. ESPN, got to change that. 
Um, you know, other another tip that I have is you gotta you gotta do whatever you gotta do to win the week, man. That's it. You know, if you don't win this week, then you, you don't play next week, and that's it. So, um, you know, if you if you have to if you have to you have to add a defense, you add that defense. You gotta you have to drop somebody else to, to do it. You do it. There's no more stashing players. You know, we're not stashing. Uh, you know, we talked about Darwin Thompson. You know, you're not gonna stash. You know, hold his uh, you know roster him over another player that you might need, or over another defense that you might need for the next week or the week after. Um, you know, to add Darwin Thompson, you know, in the hopes that maybe he becomes something, and you know, maybe that's an exaggeration because you know he is in a situation where there's opportunities available, so he's somebody that probably doesn't fit that mold. But um, you know, you know, somebody else who you might be stashing or like the fourth or fifth receiver you know that you're holding on to you don't need to hold on to those guys because you got to win that week yeah if you're if you don't have a top uh top 10 qb tight end or, or defense you need to go you know figure out those matchups and those guys like you know the tyler higbees if they're playing the cardinals or something like that um because you know those would be the guys that win you a week man if all i gotta say if i would have listened to my voice got tyler higbee and started him uh, start you know started uh you know a couple other guys it, it would have been all good for me but you know you got to do what you got to do to win the week you know play a little dfs yeah man you know like greg saying is dfs at that point man you got to do whatever you got to do to win that week you got to start you know you you, you want to start uh james washington against arizona over odell beckham against uh whoever the heck they play this <laughs> yep, week it doesn't, it doesn't matter, really matter but, <laughs> but <laughs> But that's what you have to do because it's not about names anymore. It's not about rooting for your for your favorite players. It's about winning that. It's about winning that fantasy championship. Yep, yep. You know, if you if it's gonna take the Ryan Fitzpatrick, Devontae Parker stack to do it, then you gotta do Ooh. that. <laughs> All right, man. Um, anything else that you think that's it in terms of tips? Yeah, I I think that's it. I think um you know you guys gotta be ready to go. Uh, keep keep um you know focus on those alerts. Keep you know keep an eye on everything. Uh, the weather and everything like that as well. Um, yeah, it was, uh, that could have been that affected that Ravens 49ers game a little bit too. So you just got to keep an eye on all that. Yeah, especially the weather because, you know, um, you know if if Duck Hodges is playing against Arizona, um, but all of a sudden there's rain in Arizona. Don't want it. Uh, it <laughs> you, don't, you don't want it. <laughs> you know, he's not like he was a good enough. He was he was a marginal enough player that we're that we're nervous considering the matchup now you add another variable in there that makes it harder for him to find success um you know and it's not something we really want to do uh, actually one other tip i do want to add is play some defense you know we talked about having that that fab money that emergency budget um well block your opponents man you know that you know if i know that greg is gonna go pick up you know uh, minnesota defense because they play detroit this week and they play david blau and I want to block Greg, and I have, you know, I, I know Greg might, you know, Greg has two bucks left, and I have, you know, fifteen dollars left, and I'm going to bid three bucks to block Greg mm-hmm. from Minnesota. So it's just things like that because you have to do again whatever you have to do the to win the week. Word, <laughs> man, it. get that bread. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, man, that's it, right? Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, hopefully, you know, you made the playoffs. Um, hopefully, you're, you're in it. If not, keep just keep paying attention. Keep listening to us because you want you're gonna want to keep um, you want to want to know which performances uh, are like which players broke out at this time because it's gonna happen. Um, Alexander Madison's of the world, the Rykel Armsteads. 
you know, the DK Metcalfs or the AJ Browns, they're going to break out at this time, and you're going to want to know who they, who those guys are at this time next year, because those. Are oh the guys yeah, that definitely. Though that's a good tip too. If you're not, if you're not necessarily in it, keep guy, you keep an eye, because those are those guys that you know no one's really talking about at the end of the year, um, and then they they pop up next year, and you, you know you could get those 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 draft picks too. Yeah, uh, David Johnson was one of those guys, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yep. Twenty fifteen. Um, David Johnson broke out. 2015 and in, in week I think it was like week 12 or week 13 um and you know I didn't make the fantasy playoffs so I didn't really pay attention so the next year everybody's talking about David Johnson David Johnson and uh I was like who why was why why is David Johnson a top 5 pick and I had no idea so um definitely want to stay plugged in mm-hmm. All right guys so um you know that's it hopefully you guys are in it Good luck. Good luck in your matchups this week. You know, good luck at the waiver wire. And as always, back to the regular schedule. You'll you'll hear us on Thursday to preview Thursday night football as the Dallas Cowboys take on the Chicago Bears. Um, but again, appreciate you guys for listening. Please take the time to leave us a rate uh, on Apple iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Also, catch us on on Google Play and Stitcher. And as always, we are out. Yeah.